0: Welcome to the CTNNB1 Connect & Cure podcast, your go-to place to hear the latest information, research, and happenings going on in the CTNNB1 community. Tune in to find comfort, community, and connection. Welcome to the Connect & Cure podcast. I'm your host, Annie Wood. Knowing how much my husband and I depend on each other to get through our lives raising a child with rare genetic disorder... I've always said I can't imagine being a single parent. I remember when Preston was young and wouldn't sleep. I would sit at the top of the stairs, continuing to put him back in bed and listening to him cry until I was crying myself. Chad and I would switch off going back and forth until he would finally fall asleep. Looking back, there were so many moments, I'm not sure how I would have made it through without him. The countless appointments, therapies, surgeries, The list could go on and on. Knowing what we have been through together, I have so much respect for single parents, raising rare or special needs children. The challenges and struggles you face are so complex and plentiful. Recognizing I can't give the best perspective on single parenting, I asked my friend Heather to talk with me today. I first met Heather, like most ctnmb one parents, via Facebook. She's someone I really have a lot of respect for. This summer, she flew out for my meetup and we met in person. When she told me she was flying in, I said, I will be there at the airport to meet you. When she mentioned getting groceries when she got to town, I said, let me get them for you. I thought she was so brave to bring her daughter all the way from Texas on a whim that some mom in Illinois was getting people together. And I was so blessed to get the opportunity to help her in any way I could those few days that she was here. And I'm so excited to have Heather here sharing her experiences with us today about being a single mom. So welcome, Heather.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yes, I'm so glad you could be here and um, talk to us about what you've learned along the way, because it is, it's so different when you're a single parent versus having um, support at home with with a married person.
1: Yes, it's definitely, um, it's hard sometimes, but um, I'm very blessed to have um, the people that I have in my, I call tribe. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, why don't you start off by telling us about you and Addie and your journey to her diagnosis and where you are now? Okay.
1: um, So Addie is seven years old um, and you may hear me get choked up a little bit because I cry sometimes, um, but they're all happy tears and I'm definitely, um, blessed to be where I'm at today. Um, a lot of hard work and a lot of, um, self-reflection has really helped me get to where I am today. But, um, so Addie is seven years old. Um, we got her diagnosis, um, about when she was two years old. Um, I am blessed to have a, um, an aunt that is um has been in the education field um so she kind of knew a little bit about you know milestones that kids would hit and where they needed to be and um i remember her saying at about 6 months old 7 months old um heather i don't think she's where she needs to be like i i something is wrong i'm like oh no she's on her own time it's her. she's fine she's fine she's She's on Addy time. I used to always say she's on Addy time. She's fine, um, and sure enough, um, we started early childhood intervention um, at about six months old, and just worked and worked and worked until um, we were trying to. We went to um, get MRIs. We went to get all these different studies or all these different tests, and um, they kept saying. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. And I remember my aunt telling me, Heather, something is wrong. There's something wrong. I just feel it. So being the mom that I am and um, knowing that I needed to put forth that effort, we put our heads together and we thought, okay, well, now let's see if it's something genetic because it was always other tests that we needed to do, um, but we never thought anything could be genetic. So we finally went to a geneticist. She said that it wasn't anything palsy related, um, but to get what's called the whole exome sequencing testing. And she told, she told us it would be $10,000 with the insurance that we had at that time. Um, so, you know, I'm like, I don't have $10,000 just sitting around.
0: Who does, right? So
1: we had to, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that's not pocket change for me. <laughs> um, and so we decided um, to kind of research some stuff. And we had um, some families tell us, well, why don't you try to get on um, SSI? Because if you're on SSI, then here in Texas, I don't know about anywhere else. But here in Texas, then they're automatically, um, they're automatically given Medicaid. And so with Medicaid, the whole testing would have been paid for. So long story short, we got approved. Um, we were able to get the testing. Um, they had to come out, you know, draw blood and do all of that. And then it took a little bit for us to get the results back. Um, and so, you know, my, my mama brain said, oh gosh, there's something really wrong if they're not calling me like the next day. <laughs> um, and then we got the diagnosis um, of CT and MB1. And I remember being sad. Oh, sorry.
0: It's okay. It's such a big emotional thing. It's like you're so sad because you feel like, you, you know, every parent wants their child to be perfect. But then at the same time, you're so happy to have your answers. It's such a mixture of thoughts and feelings.
1: Yes, most definitely. And like I was sad because I knew my kid wouldn't be like everybody else, like all the other kids. But then when we got that diagnosis, it's like, okay, now we have some explanation to why she is, you know, the incredible person that she is. Um, and why she's not meeting these milestones like all the other kids
0: you have to quickly kind of grieve that life that you thought you were going to have and then you just so quickly switch into the okay now where do we go what's next
1: yes yes and um, I actually we asked the geneticist we said okay now what do we do she said well I don't really have answers for you there Um, she said just to continue with her physical therapy occupational therapy and speech therapy so that's what we did um and thank goodness that we have um and that we kind of did the early intervention so early um because i don't i don't know where she would be um had we not jumped in there so i definitely am very thankful for my aunt and all that she did um because she is the one that kind of pushed me to get all of it done and to say, okay, Heather, something's not right. Because, you know, being a first-time mom, I don't know. <laughs>
0: exactly. I know with me, I just blame myself. Well, I'm helping him too much. That's why he can't do it on his own. You know, I don't want to see him struggle.
1: Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's a big thing, um, I think, as parents and I think as moms too. Like, we want to help them, and we want to, you know – let them do or help them get to where they want to be. But it, it it's hard to not, you know, <laughs> to step back and say, okay, you do it on your own. You got this. You got this. Totally. So it was a big struggle for me too. Cause I thought, well, maybe I'm just babying her too much Yes. or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff for her that she needs to learn how to do on her own.
0: Yeah, it is. It it was such a big day for us, too. And I couldn't remember it, even though it was years ago, just like it happened yesterday. And you sit there and and this is like an expert. This, you know, this is supposed to be a doctor. And they tell you like, I can't really tell you much. Like, here's a Facebook group, you know, go look stuff up. It was just like, it's such an empty feeling of, of being feeling lost. Yeah,
1: yeah, most definitely. And she actually even um, said to go on Facebook and, you know, find parents. And she gave us, you know, some studies and everything. But I think there was only like one study done at that time um, that we received her diagnosis. And it was like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm smart, but when it comes to like the sciencey stuff and trying to read those reports, I, my whole brain just like explodes. <laughs> it's like foreign language.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, Heather, like I just enjoy watching you on Facebook and seeing you with Annie and you are such an advocate for so many things and just like things that people every day don't think about like parking spots and handicap and look what your vehicle's blocking and you know, not needing to park there, but they do, and you speak out, but you do it in a way to teach other people and to make other people just aware of what you go through on a day to day basis.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, before before I had Addie, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think about that stuff on a daily basis, you know, and I have so many friends now who are in the special needs community and, you know, are in a wheelchair and, you know, you never think about these things until they're brought up, or you have to deal with them on a daily basis. You know, and I try to be an advocate for people who might not not necessarily have that voice to speak up and to stand up, um, because I feel like everybody deserves to live a life and be included in everything. You know, because it's not fair. Just because they have a disability doesn't mean that they shouldn't be doing things in everyday life, you know. So that's just, it's it's something close to my heart that um, I just feel like if I didn't speak up, then I would not be able to sleep at night.
0: <laughs> well, you do a very good job of it. And like I said, you do it in a way that encourages others to just make better choices about things. And um, I enjoy watching you and your life with Addie I was wondering if you could give um, parents listening um, single or not just tips that have helped you kind of get through parenting Addie uh, a rare beautiful child um, essentially on your own
1: um, so something that I've, I I really have found that helps me a lot. Um, is being out in the community and um, becoming a part of the special needs community Um, because, you know, it can be, and I, for me, just speaking for me, it is a very lonely path (laughs) to take. Um, And I think that's just with any special needs um, family, you know, whether it be single parenting or, you know, uh, mom and dad being there, I think it can really feel isolating and to be in a community and make those connections with people who are going through the same things that we go through on a daily basis. Um, I know that, you know, being, being on the CT and MB1 um, family page, I I found so much um, strength in go in talking to all the parents there and just making posts like, Hey, this is going on. I don't know what the heck to do. Somebody help please before I lose my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, the parents are there, you know, and to, I, I, I know that Waco where I live, um, here in Texas, we are definitely blessed to have some amazing resources. Um, we have what's called um, No Limitations, and they do basketball, football, soccer, cheerleading um, for the kids. And I joke all the time because I was like, you know, I really want Addie to be active and I want her to get out and I want her to do this. But sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I want her to go so that I can go.
0: You can totally see that. To <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you have so much fun. I, I can see it. Yes. And my pa- you know, and
1: all the parents like that are there, like I just felt like I was at home, you know, like these people get it. And my my daughter could be having a complete meltdown, kicking, screaming, throwing things,
0: and the parents there are like, yeah, we get it. We get it. We've been there. It's all right. (laughs) You're right. And you know how you said it could be so isolating. It could be so easy to just stay home. You know, and I found myself doing that a lot. It's not worth the trouble of taking them out in the public when they can have a meltdown or have behavior problems. And, you know, how's everybody going to respond to him? Or how's he going to respond to where we're going? And sometimes it's easy to just be like, hey, we're staying home. And that does over time can lead to being, you know, isolated from your community. And um, that happens, I think, very quickly. So you're right, getting out in the community and connecting in places where you feel safe, quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. and comfortable that she can have those meltdowns and you're not going to be judged is huge.
1: Yeah, and I I also think, like, even getting her out in the community, even when she is having that meltdown, I think it can be a learning experience for not only – us as parents but for the community itself because like maybe they don't see somebody with autism every day maybe they don't see somebody in a wheelchair every day so to get us out there there may be um you know they are being seen and being heard and being able to say okay everybody everybody's the same you know we may have different abilities But really deep down inside, we're all just wanting to love and be loved and um, wanting to feel like we all fit in.
0: I think it's a part of being brave, like just stepping out there and being vulnerable for people to see that side of you and your family definitely takes um, a lot of courage.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard. And it's, um, don't get me wrong, there are some days where I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it today. So I'm not going to get out and I'm not going to. And I think that sometimes as parents, we have to do that so that we are not going to lose our minds, you know,
0: maybe some kind of a, some form of a self-care. That, and self-care is a so. big one. We just talked about that too with Frazier. Yes. And, you know, is it harder as a single parent to find time to um, do self-care? How do you fit that into your life when you know it's important?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually struggle with some um, mental health issues, too, like depression, anxiety, that kind of stuff. And so I know that self-care is definitely a vital role in everyday life. Um, and, you know, some days it's, it's harder than others to find time. Um, but I've come to the realization that I, I need to make time for myself. Um, even if it's just journaling while Addie is laying next to me or, you know, um, reading a book or even just scrolling on Facebook. Just a mental <laughs> just break. The kind of, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, just a mental like, I don't have to think about anything and just scroll.
0: <laughs> I'm guilty of the Real housewife shows. <laughs> yeah, That's my mental yes. break. It's their drama and not mine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I I mean, and I I watch TV shows. And, you know, some of them, I just have to wait till Addie goes to sleep. And I can like pour myself a glass of wine and sit there and watch, you know, two, three episodes. Sometimes, sometimes I get stuck to watch the whole season. But you know, I think they do that on purpose. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's all right. You're taking care of yourself and you're getting that break. And it's that self care is what we need to be able to wake up in the morning and do it all over again. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. So how are you um, doing with asking for help? Is that something, because I think that has to be um, a huge part of being a single parent is being able to ask for help and getting kind of that respite time. Um, how does that work for you? So um, I, I, I'm not going to
1: lie. I do struggle with that. Um, me being a single parent, it's like I should be able to do everything, um, and so whenever I first um, had Addie, I, I struggled with that a lot. Um, and, but now I'm learning that asking for help is not a bad thing, you know, and, and as a single parent, I'm mom and dad, you know, because her dad is, is not in her life at all. And I've come to the realization that saying, hey, can I just get an hour uh, even if I go to the grocery store, like sometimes going to the grocery store is my respite.
0: <laughs> yes, I can understand that. I'm thankful Chad does yeah. that part.
1: <laughs> and I just, you know, it, it it comes down to it to where I have to be in my best mental spot so that I can be the best parent to Addie as I can, um, because although she's not lucky enough to have both parents in her life, um, I know that I put forth 110% of giving her all the love. And I don't want her to ever feel that she's not loved. So putting in that self-care and that, that work towards me being the best version of myself in return makes me a better mom to her. Um and I, I I have I have some people in my tribe who get on to me all the time. They're like, "Heather, just ask, just ask." I'm like, "Okay, I will, I will." Um but there are times where I'll send out a text and be like, "Hey, on this day, can you watch her?" Or um just like the other day, I had a girls' night with my best friend, Tina, and my aunt watched my daughter all night, you know, and to be able to get out and just kind of not let loose, but just kind of be free.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, letting go of that be guilt, able to, you know, the guilt of doing yeah. it, getting rid of that and knowing you deserve that and you need that. And I
1: feel like as parents, like we we do have somewhat of that guilt of well, it's my kids, so I should be able to do this and I should be able to provide and I should be able to do this and that. Um, But sometimes there is a lot of strength in asking for help.
0: And then you give people the joy of being able to help you. I mean, that's how it was when you got here. Like you just saying, okay, you can pick me up at the airport. Like I got so much joy out of the littlest things of picking you up and getting groceries. (laughs) And I know I forget about that too, is sometimes people are just wanting to help And you are allowing them the joy of being able to do that, too.
1: Yes, most definitely. And um, I think there was a lot of um, realization when I got to Moline, too. Because I was like, oh, well, I can just do this all on my own. You know, that was the first time me and Addie had traveled, um, you know, and not gone to a place where my parents were, you know, or I had family at the destination, you know, and and when I when I came to Moline, I was nervous. I was terrified. But getting there and seeing you, it was like a breath of fresh air, you know, that, okay, I'm here. I'm here. We can do this. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> well hopefully it gave you courage to mm-hmm. do it again. Because from my end, I would have never known that. Like you have I mean it looked like you do oh. this all the time. <laughs> So hopefully that gave you courage to know that you can get out in the world with her and go places and do things because you're an incredible mama. You definitely showed showed us all that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're we plan on coming to New Jersey um in June, right? Yes. <laughs> June. Yes. <laughs> See, as a single parent, I my dates get mixed you gotta up. Got to have a sometimes. good calendar,
0: right? <laughs> Yes, yes. So have you had to make (laughs) any like new rules for yourself? I know like sometimes you just got to cook less or clean less and just be okay with not having everything be just perfect.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Um, so before Addie, um, you know, I was just this single girl living life (laughs) and, you know, I, I thought that I had to have a clean house. And I thought that, um, you know, everything had to be spick and span and, you know, nothing on the floor, mop, clean, that kind of stuff. Um, and having my daughter and still thinking that I had to be like that, I got real stressed out, real stressed out. And I was like, how do I do this? I don't know how to do this. Luckily, my mom she's so great she comes um, when she comes to visit she helps me clean and everything but I've learned that my daughter is not gonna remember a clean house and all of that what she's gonna remember she's gonna remember me being there and laughing and playing and being playing with babies and making baby noises with the babies and she'll remember that more than she'll remember a clean house or clean dishes and, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: I tell myself that all the time at work, like, they're never going to remember the things I say to them, but they're going to remember the way they felt or i made them feel, you know, and I think that goes, like you said, with us as parents, they're not going to remember if the dishes were done every night, and there's a home cooked meal on the table. But they're going to remember like, they had us and we love them and we support them all the time. And that's what they're going to remember.
1: Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. And, and they'll remember how engaged we were as parents instead of, you know, just saying, okay, go to your room, go play. Well, let me go in there and play with you instead of let me clean and you go, you go play in your room, you know, having that one-on-one time and, and making those memories with my daughter is is priceless definitely to me
0: i've enjoyed so much having you on today and getting to see your beautiful face again yes i've missed you so much annie (laughs) well hopefully other single parents you know just get some encouragement today hearing from you and it is you know it's a day-to-day it's it's progress and um one day at a time, and hopefully they get some encouragement from you today, and know that they can reach out to you, find you on Facebook if they need another parent. You know that's single, and that you can relate to them. And I, I hope that happens, and I hope they reach out. Yes, please.
1: Anyone listening, if you um, feel alone or anything like that, you can always reach out to me. I am always here, and um, just know it's it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Definitely, you know, it's okay to not be okay.
0: Definitely. That's that's a good one to leave on. It's it's okay to not be okay, and to reach out though if you ever ever do need it. So thank you so much. It was good seeing you today. And yes, thank you, Annie. We'll see you this summer. Yes, I can't wait. All right, bye, Heather. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening today. This has been the CTNNB1 Connect and Cure podcast a place for CTNNB1 family and friends to come together for support and to build community. We hope this podcast continues to be a place where you can go